a church fit. Okay. Your, what was wrong with your church fit? Nothing was wrong with it. Nothing was wrong with it, but to record, mm. probably not. Yeah. Hi guys, I'm gonna talk to you on my on his phone. I thought you were gonna run the music. Oh, the women. I want to do the old one today. <laughs> you hear yourself? I hate it Get to business. Please be the right one. We good? We live? Hey, and we're back! Finally with the 17th episode of the When Sex Happens podcast. It is 17. You know how I know that? Yes, it is. You know how I know that? If you go on... 17 last... Yeah. Are you talking about YouTube? Because we're missing Turn Your Brain Off on YouTube. 18. Episode... (laughs) Of the One Sex Happens podcast. I'm Mike. She's Lucy. We are back. And I'm pretty damn pissed that we're missing an episode on YouTube. Why? I know. The video's gone off my phone. Oh, my. I know. We didn't have the hard drive. It's totally not there at I know. all. I told you that. It's gone forever? We have, yeah. Aaron Hernandez. Uh, we have the... What did I just say? Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> gone forever. Do you know who Aaron Hernandez is? you're a Patriots fan or NFL, you'll get it. I don't. Yeah, it's gone. Sorry. And that was a really good episode. <sighs> but it's still on Spotify. That's what matters. So go to Spotify for that one. But otherwise, I, I like YouTube. Me too. I feel like YouTube's more more engaging. I feel like we're sitting with our with our fans. You can see how visibly frustrated I am that it just took us way too long to put these damn lights on. Although they look... So good. They do look good. He was about to throw them off the balcony, and I had to say, no, don't do that. And then <laughs> right after that, his blinds fell. You know, this is what's funny. I asked God for patience. But he doesn't give you patience. He gives you opportunities to be patient. He's given me a shit ton. Oh, he's given you a lot. Yeah, but we're working on it. I mean, you get to talk to me. Talk about patience. I'm a woman. Here we are <laughs> at the 18th episode. Already. Can you believe it? No, that's actually so crazy. Because in my mind, we're at 20 already. We're rounding up. And 20 is one fifth of 100. So we're basically already at our 100th episode. Girl math. I was just going to say, I'm happy that we're at 10K followers on Instagram now. 10.5. Yeah. So crazy. I was watching our YouTube videos the other day. And there was the one where it was like, we just hit 900 followers. Thank you so much. Crazy. We've grown so fast. I know. We've moved. Mountains. And valleys. In a short period of time. Very quickly. Three months. Actually, we should celebrate on December 6th as our three-month 
Because September Yeah, that'll be the full full thing. Yeah. All right, then. What are we talking about today? Oh, also, we're going to start focusing on one topic. We're going to (laughs) try in episodes. Well, I I told you uh, the question that I wanted you to ask me. Because I have a theory. Why are... Yeah. Why are bodybuilders the best players? So I didn't even realize it. So you see the meme with gym guys a lot, right? It's like, oh, I can't talk to women. Yeah. So it's like a huge struggle for guys, Mm -hmm. right? In the gym or whatever. But so say you bag one or you're just like you don't want a relationship and you're just trying to like figure it out how to navigate that whole like, oh, she's staying over. Like, what am I going to do? How am I getting rid of her? Bodybuilders in the perfect situation for that, right? Because it's like you wake up the next morning. Now, there's a couple scenarios. Like, you could just be rude and say, get the hell out. Or you could just, you know, if you have work, then that work, I guess, kind of works it out. Like, then you're like, okay, you got to leave because of work. But if it's like a Friday night and you bring someone back and you wake up Saturday morning, it's like you're not really in a rush. You don't have anything to do. Bodybuilding in that case is in the perfect scenario to not have to deal with it. Are you saying because they have to go to the gym? No. Because there's no reason for her to stay. Because w- what's the natural move? Cuddle? No. Uh, after that. Breakfast? Right. Oh, my gosh. I the, can't eat the, that. The I'm on a very strict regimen. And here's the thing. It's a natural selection. Because if she doesn't respect that. Bye. That's Bye. Fair. Then she's out. If she does respect it, but she's like, oh, I can't eat that, then she's going to leave and you're going to stay home and eat. You're golden. You're still on your meals. What if she wants to eat that too? Then you marry her. It's a win, win, win. Okay, ladies. It's literally, it's perfect. You want a guy to marry you? Eat healthy. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I heard. Classic jump to conclusions. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Which cook him breakfast, cook him his meal prep. If you're not, if your man is a bodybuilder, and you are not cooking his meal prep for him, you are a piece of to the gram. Should be to the gram. Oh, you're weighing that. See, I did. You know, I did that once. What? I was dating a girl, and she asked me what I wanted to eat. I'm like, listen, I follow a meal plan. This is a while ago. This is probably like two or three years ago. Said I follow a meal plan. Here's what it is. And I weighed it all out. Mm-hmm. Or I laid it all out. Yeah. So, like, I wrote it. So, it literally said, like, you know, 150 grams of chicken, 150 grams of rice, 50 grams of pepper, 50 grams of vegetable, whatever. So, like she had it. Yeah. And I was like, hey, this is my meal plan. Did she make it for you? Yeah. She did. Good. But when I handed it to her, she was like, what the fuck is this? Why? After she asked what I what I ate. So you got to work with them, but sometimes it's, it works it's out. It's so worth it, though. If you feed your man, he'll be happy. You know how much time that saves? So much. It's such a nice thing to do for someone to cook for them so they don't have to worry about it. Yeah. It's, like, it's such a nice thing to do. I know. I know. It literally is like taking the burden off. And you cook with passion. Like you feel it. You taste it in the food. You taste the love. That's why I have this theory 
that a sandwich tastes better when someone else makes it. Like I don't think that's a theory. I think that's just a law. Is it? Can we see if it's like a real thing, like scientifically proven? Because I, I, I'll make myself a sandwich. I'm like, ah, peanut butter and jelly. I don't really like that. If someone else brings me a PB and J sandwich, it's the best thing I've ever had. I love that. You know what's better than a peanut butter and jelly? What? Peanut butter and fluff. Never had that. Also known as a fluffer nutter. You never had that? No. Somebody get Lucy a fluffer nutter. If you haven't had peanut butter and fluff, holy shit. I wasn't allowed to have fluff. You know what's funny? I wasn't either. Really? Be- not by my parents. The reason was because I went to like a Catholic private, uh, what do you call that? School? Preschool-ish. Okay. Yeah, it was preschool. I was like four years old or something. Oh. My mom gave me a peanut butter and fluff for lunch. So I took it one day and I was eating it. Apparently, I made a mess. It was just literally like everywhere. Because it's fluff. It's like, do you know what fluff is? Like marshmallow, right? It's marshmallow, yeah. But it it's like marshmallow spread. So okay. it's literally like, you know that fake slime you get <laughs> that just goes everywhere and it you sticks to your hands and it won't like pop off? Yeah. It's like that. Oh, no. But it's, you eat it and it's delicious. But anyways, I ate the sandwich. I guess I made a mess. Because she sent me to the next day. I mean, she's dropping me off to school. Mm-hmm. The teacher comes out and is like, you can't give this kid fluff. Made a mess. I hate whoever <coughs> that was. Everywhere. They took fluff <coughs> away from you? I still eat it. Proud of you. Me too. It was worth it. Did you struggle with um, respecting authorities growing up? In the earlier half, no. In the later half, yes. So if you like split, uh, I don't know, with childhood... 20 ish. If you split like zero to 10, not at all. I never had a problem. I was like, that's how I was. Perfect child. Except I never got in trouble. Me neither. I would just like quietly hate it. I never had the guts to say anything. Except like to my parents, I never had the guts. Now, people outside of my parents in church, forget about it. You're standing up to church authorities? Oh, yeah. When I had Sacrilege. My, <laughs> I had my flip phone, you know, when I was, I think, 12. And they had the phone basket, right? And they would pass it around, and I'd say, I'm not putting my phone in the phone basket. And it would always, every week, it was this thing. <sighs> I know, I was that kid. It was horrible. And one day, like, the teacher just took it out of my hand. And I said, so you're telling me that if someone steals that phone, you're responsible for what, like, I own? And she's like, no one's going to steal it. I said, if you don't give it back, I'm going to get my dad and we're going to call the cops that you stole my property. She handed me my phone. She said, get out of my class. I deserved that. Yeah. Uh, why Why do teachers just go on this huge power kick? I don't. Do you want people to listen to you because they're not going to listen if you're mean? That's uh, what I don't understand. I get it sometimes, like with kids especially, sometimes you have to be like, don't do that. Put your foot down, but not all the time. Because well, then they just stop taking you serious. They don't respect you. Yeah, no. No, like, absolutely not. It's so frustrating. Like, I don't know. I think that that ruins so many kids' relationships with yeah, adults. That's what it did for me. Like, I don't have kids, so telling them whatever. But my sister's a teacher for elementary school's kids, and oh, she cute. says that all the time. So she's like, sometimes you have to be aggressive. 
Other times, it's like they're not going to listen. You have to relate. But for me, if someone was being authoritative like that when I was a kid, and it it just made me want to do the exact opposite even more. And yes. I didn't even care about doing the opposite. Yep. Like, if they were like, don't touch that hot stove. I'm touching it. I'll burn my fucking hand right now. Yeah, I'm going to prove to you how I can handle it. It's like to prove the point that I can, that I'm going <coughs> to. Yeah. But I feel like that's also kind of why we are the way we are. Because think about it. <laughs> I know it is. I just don't want to <laughs> say it. <laughs> I think so many things just go back to childhood trauma. And they can be used for good or they can turn into triggers. We were talking about this the other day. This is this is the difference between a hero and a villain, you know. Wait, what? How, how they how they process. Oh yeah. This is literally the difference between a hero and a villain. If you look at, if you look at like a lot of those popular stories where there's a hero and a villain, mm-hmm. typically and you look back at the background of both of those characters, the background is usually pretty similar. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Always. But how they handle it and how they proceed in spite of it is what defines the difference. We so, for example, yeah, for example, like, you know, for people listening, if you look at I, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not totally familiar with like Batman and Joker. Right. But like I know Batman, the whole thing is like he's he's orphaned. He's left alone and he finds peace in saving the city or whatever. But Joker is kind of the same thing. He wasn't orphaned, but he was abandoned by the mother. I'm going off the movie here. But he's abandoned by the mother, and he's left with it. But it's the same, like, abandonment feeling Mm -hmm. in both of them. Probably should have researched this before we talked about it on here. But it is what it is. Fuck it, we're live. We're live. You always say that. (laughs) Because we're on a live mic. That's fair. So. But the point is, the backgrounds are similar. It's just what they do in spite of it. Yeah. That changes them. So it's literally the difference. You know, we say, we talked about on the earlier episodes how we process stuff in our own life. Mm-hmm. And when people say, like, your next step defines you, that's what it means. This is what pisses me off about pop culture. Because people will sit in pop culture and they'll watch movies like that. Oh, it's a good movie. That's not the point that's of the movie. That's what we were talking about the other day. Yeah. That's I, I brought up Spirit, the cartoon horse horse movie. If you guys haven't seen you've definitely seen it. If you haven't, look it up and you'll see it. You need to see it. I don't know. But anyway, this horse gets captured and he basically like doesn't give up. Doesn't give up. Trying to escape. And at one point, it looks like he's about to give up. And then an idea pops into his head and he escapes finally, right? And he wins. And I remember watching that growing up, and I loved that movie, and I just watched it the other day for the first time in years, and I realized I love that movie because that showed me how to keep going when I was young. Like, you always keep looking for a way to get what you want, if it's good. Obviously, you don't want to get bad people and things turning into Joker. Yeah, literally. No, I... When you're that committed to a vision... It's not going to matter. No one can but like stop you. What, what I was saying to you was the reason I think it's funny that you like relate to it now because you said a while ago, you're like, I feel like I'm just 
embracing myself, right? Mm-hmm. You relate to the characters and those stories because you're now more into the energy of being the character in your own stories. Are you calling me the main character? In your story. I am. Yes. You know, sometimes I forget that I have other people in my life, like side characters, like my cousin. He's a side character in my story, but he's a main character in his. Isn't that crazy? Like the world doesn't revolve around you. That's that's what an NPC is. Non-playable character. Hmm. Like you ever played a video game like uh, The Sims or something? Mario Kart? Mario Kart. Perfect example. You know, when you're driving in Mario Kart and you can like see in the stands those toads that jump up and down? Yeah. Those are non-playable characters. True. They're literally not relevant to the storyline of you That's driving crazy. and racing the car. But they have their own lives. Huh. In, in now, yeah, so there could be a different game where it's the perspective of the spectator. And mm. that's a different story. But in Mario Kart, you're the one that's driving the car. Like, that's your thing. I like that. You're just doing that in real life now. Period. I love that. Yeah. That's what that, that's, that's what an NPC is. NPC. NPC. Not to be confused with National National Physique Committee. That's what I was getting confused with. Yeah. Well, that's the... I hope I hope it's National Physique Committee. That's where I'm, I'm well, want to compete. I think. I think it's the competition. No, NPC is bodybuilding competition. Mike's so a bodybuilder. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> some people would debate that. Well, screw actually, that. you know what? That's a good topic. What? Because some people would say, since you haven't stepped on stage, right? You're not a bodybuilder. But that's stupid. For anything in life, but it's a broader topic because it's like. If you identify as something, mm-hmm. are you that thing or just because you haven't like achieved it yet? We were talking about this. We were talking about this earlier because I was yeah. basically saying like, okay, so if you looked at like, just use bodybuilding, for example, because that's how we were talking about it. Like if you took bodybuilder, mm-hmm. you would think guy peeled out of his brain on stage, Right. Like, on stage. If you didn't know anything about bodybuilding, yes. Right. So, like, for me, it's like, oh, you haven't been on stage. You can't can't say that. Like, right? You know what I mean? Or there's the other side where it's like, well, no, I live the lifestyle. And I do live the lifestyle. Yeah, you do. So, like, you know, I live the lifestyle. I do the things that I'm doing. I'm just... The present version of my future self. So why would I not identify with it now? And that's manifestation. If you take it outside of bodybuilding. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's what that is. Oh. I did. Because you think about it, right? (laughs) You're working towards... I was talking to my brother about this yesterday. He wants to model. And I said, okay. Oh, actually? Yeah. Oh. First step, you need to get pictures. You need to start acting like a model. What does a model do, right? Because you have to work backwards. That's how you reach a goal. You find the end. Okay, how many steps is it going to take to get there? That's how you do it. I feel like I've actually talked to a lot of people that don't do things like that. They just kind of wing it. Like, you need to have an end goal and you need to work towards it. So, we're talking about it. And I said, you know, post about it. And then you start viewing yourself as a model. 
right? Mm. Then you say, I'm a model. I'm a model. I'm a model. Other people are going to hear you say, I'm a model. They're going to view you as a model because that's how you view yourself. And then one day you become that model that you always wanted to be. I agree with some slight differences. But first, I will say, pe- people are very fucking gullible. If you're like, hey, That's I'm a, I, if, if you say not in a not in a way of like they'll believe anything, although they are. But like if, if you identify and hold yourself out as something, people will believe you. Yeah. You will get bites. Yeah. It's just up to you to step into those shoes. Yep. So like there's that. But then you're saying start, you know, start with the end and work backwards. That worked for me a little bit. Another it worked for me, but then I got stuck because then I was like. I'm at the end. I don't know. I, I couldn't possibly fathom what the steps would be. I mean, you take your best guess. But like for me, as I worked through it, mm-hmm. it was a little bit more. What would I need to get to the next level? So I basically thought about it in like putting myself in the situation where it would make sense that I would go up a stair. That makes sense. In other words, it's like right now. Okay. <laughs> you remember those stupid little kids boards where it's one's a circle, one's a square, and one's a triangle? Yeah. Okay, so if you have them all in a row, mm-hmm. right? It's like, I want to get to a triangle, but right now, I am a circle. Okay. So to get to the triangle, I need to become square and go through the square. So, but that, uh, it's... You're right. You're right. I, people say they relate to my analogies, That's, but... I'm just laughing because, like, you want kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. One Farm. day you're going to be explaining things to your kids, and it's just going to be all analogies. And I just can't wait for them to be like, what? They're, they're going to sit there, and they're going to look at me like I'm crazy, and they're not going to know what I'm saying. And then when they're older, they'll get it. Oh, they'll get it. <laughs> they're going to get it, and they're going to be like, holy shit, this guy was on to something. <laughs> but like that, I'm telling you, that that's how I thought about that it. That makes and sense. So if it was like, you know, I know I want to be... For example, I want to bench press X weight at this body weight, mm-hmm. right? It's like, okay, well, I would need to be this body weight benching this much weight. Yep. How far am I off? And then design a program that gets you to that middle goal. So it's, I guess it's the same thing. You're just breaking it in smaller chunks. That. So I view it as having a massive goal, like my private jet. That's like one of my big goals, right? How am I going to get there? Okay, it's pretty far up. Well, not that far, but pretty far up. And I work backwards. So in order to get a private jet, I need to be making this much amount of money. Okay, I need to have this many businesses, this much income. Like, I work that way. How am I going to pro- get that income? Okay, let's start a podcast with the podcast. Let's. So you kind of work down, and then you work up with the details. Does that make sense? Yes. But you're more informed each time. Yeah. And you're able to adapt because you're actually living in it then. But you never give up because that's your goal. You know, I just realized it's literally that's the framework and it applies to everything. So, like, this is a dating podcast, right? Or our dating experience. We, it, don't call us a dating expert because. Yeah, we never said that. Never said that. Although we are. We're not. <laughs> literally. <laughs> but it's the same thing, just in smaller chunks. So, it's like for me, right? Let's just say I'm a guy. Well, not what I am. No. I, you are? Tw- are you a he, him? 27-year-old male seeks partner. 
right? <laughs> like, like, like let's just go with that, right? No, but okay. So you start with like where you're at, okay? And it's like, so if the end goal is girlfriend, right? Yeah. It's like, what are the steps in between? Well, I would probably have to do a first date. How, all right, now I want to get to a first date. How would I get a first date? Well, I'd probably have to talk to a girl. Okay. How would I talk to a girl? Well, there's a couple different ways. I could meet her at a social function. I could just cold approach her on the street. I could send her a DM. A million different ways. Right, and then you're there. And then now it's like, well, if she's going to come on a date, she's probably going to be attracted to me. Although that's arguable. Because I feel like girls are very much inclined to be a little bit lenient with their first dates. In the sense that they're like, if a guy asked them on a date, they're not necessarily like overly picky. They wouldn't be like, oh, don't take, like, oh, no, you can't take me. It's like if you. I get what you're saying. What I'm getting at is I hear more girls say, oh, I'll give him a shot. Like, I would never. You wouldn't hear a guy say that. No, that's true. Well, we, as in my experience, I try and give the guy a benefit of the doubt every time. Obviously, it has to be nice for me to go out with him in the first place, but his personality could be exactly what I want. He might not be the hottest guy, might not be my type at all. Like um, the guy with the purse, not my type at all. Like, not at all. And I am interested in him, which is a big deal for me. But he's not my type. But his personality makes up for that. When you say not your type, you mean physically. Physically, not my type. Physically, it doesn't matter. For women. For women, it doesn't. For men, it does. Right. It's the the exact opposite because it's the potent. We both... At least in my experience, I look at the potential not from a physical standpoint. Oh, that is a marker. I'll get to that in a minute. I'll digress on that in a second. I look at the potential from an emotional standpoint or a intellectual standpoint. Are you going to develop or are you going to buy into my way of thinking? Are you going to buy into my vision? That's very And the biggest thing I'm looking for. Like, you know what I mean? That's kind of what I'm screening for. If I see that you have the potential to think about something, buy into it, and commit to a vision, I'm not even saying, like, commit to a person. I'm just saying commit to a belief system. Yeah. Now I know you can commit to me. Yeah. That's good. You're I in like the running. That. I like that. For women, it seems like it's the potential kind of just as a human being. Yeah, it's a little bit more broad. But I just want to, because I know you're not going to forget, but I'll forget. I said the thing about the moms, or I said the thing about uh, not necessarily physical indicator. Mm-hmm. There's a very easy way to tell if a girl's going to be hot. What? If you're looking at a girl, if you're dating a girl in her 20s, yeah. and you're like, oh, if you're like, oh, I don't know if I should marry her. Maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. And you're like, Oh, she's still gonna be hot when we get old. Look at the mom. No. Yes. No. No. Yes. <laughs> Mike. You look at the mom. You look at the mother. Not necessarily from uh like weight or like um like 
present standpoint, but from a uh, skin wrinkles, general shape where the where the body fat is holding, you look at the mom. That's the biggest blueprint for a girl. If a girl's mom is hot at fifty, you bet your bottom dollar that girl at twenty is gonna be hot when she's fifty, or at least to the point where if she wants like cosmetics or something, it, it's. It, she can do whatever she wants. She's going to be a fox her whole life. Good jeans are good jeans. Why are you looking at me like a... Because <laughs> I, I understand that. I just hate that. So. Oh. Yeah. I just got that. It is. You for the most part. You just offended me for the first time. The first time? <laughs> <laughs> Really? <laughs> My God. Oh, I could drop another hint. What? Oh, this is this is game for what? dudes though. Oh, this is really good actually. What? Okay. <laughs> it, so I I mentioned on an episode that we talked about like where girls show up and they don't look like their they don't look like their pictures, right? Mm-hmm. There's a similar phenomena that occurs in real life. So sometimes you will go out in the dating world and you meet a very strapping young woman. Her face is beautiful. Her face is very important. You're waking up to that every day, fellas. Come on. That if you please, if you're not a five, if you're not at least a six, straight out of bed, no makeup, no nothing, no shower, nothing. If you're not a six there, see ya. Come on. No, I get it. I get I, it. Come on. I understand. So that's one thing. But the point. <laughs> like I said, there's a similar phenomenon where you don't look like your pictures as to where you might not look the same with your clothes off. For some reason or another, hmm. men tend to distribute fat pretty evenly across their body, maybe with the exception of the waistline. Like the waist might get totally blown out. But like if a dude has... If a dude is lean, like his face is lean, everything else is probably pretty lean. Mm-hmm. Women don't. Women have a telltale sign as to what they're going to look like with their clothes off. So she could have like, she could look very good in clothes. Mm-hmm. But if she's wearing a short sleeve shirt mm-hmm. and her arms are fat, mm-hmm. she's fat. I don't know why, but every time that has worked or it's been proven true. Really? Yeah. I don't mean, I don't mean like flabby or something like that. I'm, you, I know, what you, you know, mean. when you look at an arm and it's like, it's visibly holding like fat. Yeah. I mean like that. If it's like, cause sometimes people will have like, they'll look like they have a narrow body, but then they have those arms like that. Mm-hmm. If, if the arms are like that. I guarantee if you pull the shirt off, you're not going to be happy. Just an FYI. That's I, so good for me to know. I'm not commenting on the merits, but if you if you want a preview, look at the arms. The arms don't lie. Okay. I haven't t- I haven't tested it with men, obviously, but I found that to be the case with women. I've never heard that in my life. Comment if that's true. Yeah, let me know. <laughs> the new one. <laughs> Also, comment. What emoji do we want to use? 
the arm emoji. Yeah, bicep flex like this. Yeah, if you want to be entered into the giveaway to win a sweatshirt. Yeah, I think so. I think what we're going to do to cover the details of the giveaway and wrap mm-hmm. is basically we're going to be dropping. We started two episodes ago. Yeah. We started two episodes ago. We drop uh, a little emoji Easter egg at the end of these things. And the first person to DM us five of them doesn't matter which it, it does. Ma- oh, you have to do it in a row. So if it's like, one, two, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You do them in a row. So the first one to send five in a row, correct, of the episode, you're getting a free free hoodie. Yep. Or free Sweatshirt, merch item. Whichever. Whichever one you want. You, you pick the merch item. So DM us on Instagram, at when sex happens. If you're not already there, what the hell are you doing? I just got my first viral video on there, and I'm fucking pumped. 1.6. And counting. Proud of him. And counting. Lucy's been doing all the heavy lifting with that so far. So now now I feel like I feel validated. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But so there's that. Get on Instagram. TikTok. A little slow. Yeah. I'm not really focused on TikTok right now. I'm kind of bored. I'm I'm kind of done with TikTok. IG's where it's at. at. Oh, yeah. So if you want, check out the TikTok. But it's not as fun. Uh, Other than that. If you want to get merch in the meantime, you just can't wait. Whensexhappens.io. And we will see you guys next time. Thank you so much. Bye. I like the old music better. This one? No.